The Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 24. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour, no one knows, neither angels of heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah's were, so will the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be gathering, will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and the other one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you already must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I've always loved the season of Advent, and when I first became a pastor, I was really, really excited about Advent and all the things that happened during the season of Advent, the preparation uh, for Christmas, the, the anticipation of what is to come. But I also was a pretty hard and fast rule keeper when it came to Advent. I would say, well, there's no decorating the sanctuary right up until it was time for Christmas. There was no singing Christmas carols or no turning on Christmas music. And somehow, even the first couple of years when, when I was a pastor, we, we even did not really put up the Christmas tree until it really got close to Christmas, until I, could, I wanted to la- last as long as I could until December 24th. And as time has gone by, my rules have gotten a little looser. But now there are some churches that uh, start Advent earlier in November. So when December hits, right after Thanksgiving, in those particular churches, some of them are already singing Christmas carols. And because if we're truly honest, our culture has moved Christmas to right after Thanksgiving. Sometimes people like to do it even before Thanksgiving. There's Christmas music on the radio. People are hustling and bustling, baking cookies, buying gifts, and we are busier and busier each and every year, starting right at the beginning of December. So that by the time Christmas Eve rolls around, for most of us, we are done with Christmas. But as a church, that's when our Christmas season is just starting. There's this disconnect between what's happening in the world and what's happening in the church. Because when we come to church in the month of December, instead of getting a text about Mary and Joseph preparing themselves for the birth of their son and and live in that space for a while, 
Or, or instead of following the three wise men and on their journey, anticipating to see the king of kings, the, the Christ child. Instead of walking with the shepherds as they risk everything to witness what is happening in this stable in Bethlehem. We are getting this text that's talking about the end of time. And I love Advent. Even now, I I continue to love. This is one of my favorite seasons of the church year. But when I read this text earlier this week, I didn't really want to think about it. I wanted to to put it away and and think about something else. I didn't really want to preach on this text. I want to think about the coming of Christ as a baby in a manger, not the coming of Christ and wondering what is going to happen if I'm walking with someone and Christ comes. What does it happen in our world then? I want to celebrate and sing like the angels did on the night when Jesus was born. I do not want to think about the end of the world as we know it. I don't want to think about who is going to be saved and and who is not going to be saved. I don't want to try and predict a future that's unknown. I want to live in the moment of Christmas, of Christ coming, of angels singing, shepherds gathering, wise men bringing gifts. Because Advent is a season, a story of hope, promise, of expectation. And there is a sense of promise given to us in the text today. Jesus is talking with his disciples. And at the heart of the text today actually happens a little bit before what we read. Um, Jesus says that he will gather his elect from the four winds, one from one end of heaven to the other. Jesus says that he will gather us all together from one end of the heaven to the other. And everything else that we read is in light of that promise. Jesus' promise is us that he will gather us together, that he will be with us, that no matter what happens, Jesus will not leave us. When will this happen? We, we don't know. And it's impossible for us to try to predict. Angels, nor Jesus himself knows when this is going to happen. Only God knows. And this is the element that we worry about, that we think about, that we maybe even stress about, because we try to live in a world that we know, that we can predict. We look at our lives and we see, we we, we know that this is going to happen on this day, this is going to happen on this day, and if things mix around a little bit, that's okay, but we have a sense of order in our lives. I mean, yesterday I spent a good amount of time looking at the weather, trying to predict when the snow was coming today today, to see if we were actually going to have church or not. But there are times when we are caught off guard. Those are the times that, that bother us the most. The times when our lives seem out of control. And it happens suddenly and unexpected. 
could be an illness, a job loss, the death of a loved one, or any number of things that can happen in our lives that immediately change the direction of our lives. And then the life that we imagined for ourselves and for our families completely change. And it's not only the, the things that upset us or the things that trouble us. It's, it's joyous things, too. The birth of a child instantly changes our lives for the better. I was recently having a conversation with someone, and they were telling me about this dream that they, were having, that they have for their life. It was something that seemed a little bit out of their reach, but they felt that if they worked hard enough, if they were, did all the right things, if everything turned out the way they anticipated, that they would be able to achieve this dream and their life would drastically change. It would turn for the better. One thing led to another when they would be doing these things and suddenly they could have an impact on the lives of many people. And I asked them, I said, well, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you think can happen, and, and this is the results you think you can get, well, what is stopping you? And he said one word, fear. Fear of failure. Fear of disappointments. Fear that if things did not happen the, the way they want or the way they anticipated, that they would then have to live with the idea that they could not move towards the direction that they would want to go in. And they were not able to do the things that they felt God was calling them to do. And then I asked them, well, what do you believe God wants you to do? And it was in that moment that they stopped to think about that. See, they thought, about so, they thought so much about the things that they wanted to do, the things that they dreamt about doing. They thought about all the things that could go right, all the things that could go wrong. They, they, they thought about the things that they felt God was calling them to do. But they never thought about what God actually wanted them to do. Does God want them to live in a state of fear, of uncertainty? Does God want them to give up on their hopes and dreams and having a positive impact on their life and the life of the people around them? That's not a life that God wants for them. That's not a life that God wants for us. We know that life can be unpredictable. We know that there are certain things that we want that we feel God is calling us to do, but we, we too have this fear inside of us because things might not go the way that we want them to. But we all have this calling from God. We all have things that God wants us to do. What does God want you to do? Because when we have God by our side, anything is possible. And that's something to think about during this Advent season. What does God want you to do?
Maybe it's to mend a relationship that you have in your life. Maybe it's really searching for and attempting to get that job that you have dreamt about. Maybe it's an aspect of your life that you've needed to change for a while that you've just kept putting off for one reason or another. Maybe there's something in your life that you have not done because there's this fear inside of you. This fear from preventing you to fully live into the life that God is calling you to live into. But God wants you to live a life of faith, not fear. What we read about today is a promise that whether your fears are realized or not, that you were created for more than fear. Because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, whose birth we begin to anticipate this Advent season, has promised to always be with us, always be there for us. This promise doesn't promise us that everything is going to be all right all the time. This promise doesn't give us everything we need instantly, but it does promise that we will not face the future alone. That whatever you are going through over the next week or four weeks until Christmas, during this Advent season, you know that God will be with you. You know that the church will be with you. And with Jesus by your side, granting you courage in the face of life's adversities, you will be drawn into a new life. Because this is true, what does God want you to do? Over the next few Sundays in the season of Advent, we will be looking at what Advent promises are given to us as the people of God. We will draw upon the hope that keeps coming to us. We will draw upon the expectation that no matter what happens in our life, God is with us. That Jesus comes to us not only in the form of a baby lying in a manger on Christmas Eve, but through our everyday joys and sorrows through the hopes and the fears of our lives. So as the days grow shorter and the darkness grows, we light each candle on our Advent wreath to remind us that we do not face this darkness alone, but the light of the world has come into our lives to lead us by faith, not fear. Let us pray. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending by paths untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.